find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And and welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Here with me today to talk about Addict Nation, the name of her new book, is Jane Velez Mitchell. You know her as the host of Headline News is issues with Jane Velez Mitchell and um, the author of previous books, including I Want. Welcome to the show, Jane. Thank you so much for having me on, Dr. Carroll. Um, I, I want you to know how much I admire you. I had the pleasure of being at Jane's book signing not too long ago at iSoup in Hollywood, and um, what impressed me the most, besides, you know, obviously the content of what you're trying to uh, wake people up to, is how you have been so honest um, about your own addictions, your own recovery. And, of course, that makes what you say about all of this so much more real and so much more poignant and believable and so much more uh, of a reason to make us really wake up and take notice. Tell uh, what I'm interested in, since you're such a public figure, is how you had the courage to um, to to come out with that. I mean, obviously, and I want you did even before this, but how you know how how did you do that? Well, uh, I uh, realized when I got sober 16 years ago that, as they say in recovery, you're only as sick as your secrets, and mm-hmm. I really felt like I had gone through the ringer with alcoholism and battling it and trying all sorts of things that didn't work. And when I finally went into recovery, I did have a psychic shift and I was able to get sober. Um, Really, I think the first uh, moment I really embraced recovery and the 12 steps, I experienced a miracle and a psychic shift and I really felt for the first time in my life, I don't have to drink today. And uh, I would never want anybody else to go through the hell that I experienced trying to quit drinking unsuccessfully without the 12 steps. So having had that spiritual awakening, that shift, that wonderful moment of clarity where I realized I do not have to continue with the insanity of active alcoholism, uh, it would be remiss for me not to share it. And in fact, that's one of the 12 steps to carry the message to other people who are still suffering. And then uh, a couple of years after the fog wore off and I got more into my sobriety, I started to look around and notice a lot of my friends and neighbors, while not classic drunks, were also behaving in what I would consider an addictive fashion. I had 
a friend who used to be the skinniest girl in high school who suddenly ballooned into obesity. I had another friend who was always slurring her words. She claimed she had some back trouble, but she clearly seemed to be hooked on prescription pills. I had another friend who was constantly shopping and buying, 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 buying. Her house was overflowed with stuff, and she could never, never walk home without uh, having several shopping bags. And the list goes on and on. And I, I started to realize these people are suffering from something that I can identify with and that reminds me of my alcoholism because it wasn't making them any happier. In fact, it was creating a lot of problems for them. And so um, I decided to hold a Consumers Anonymous meeting in my house because the overarching problem that I talk about in my book, Addict Nation, which I call an intervention for America, is overconsumption in general, overconsumption of everything, overconsumption of material goods, shopping too much, eating too much. Um, and um, popping too many prescription pills, um, gambling too much, uh, watching too much porn. It's all about too much. And um, this meeting that I held, people started at first, they were kind of rolling their eyes like, oh, what's going on here? And they were humoring me. But then when we all really started sharing, there was a lot of emotion that came up and people started to talk about the remorse and the shame that they felt and the guilt over their unnecessary consumption and how it was really making them miserable. So that kind of confirmed my hypothesis. And so my book, Addict Nation, really looks at a lot of the addictions that are not the classic um, alcohol and illegal drugs. It looks at uh, overconsumption of materialism. It looks at uh, prescription drug use, which has become epidemic, far more of a problem than illegal drug use. And uh, it looks at food, which is, is the, probably the defining epidemic of our time, is the obesity crisis. It looks at uh, a whole variety of um, dysfunctional behaviors. And the basic premise of the book is that we're told that all of these terribly self-destructive things that we're doing are our free choice. That's what they all say, the fast food manufacturers. Yeah, well, we're not going to, don't let anybody tell you what to do. But the problem is addiction messes with the whole notion of free choice. Being an addict is precisely when you don't have the free choice to say no. When you, your mind tells you you don't want to do something and you do it anyway because you're a zombie, because you're under the, under the control and in the throes of your addiction. So it's like telling an alcoholic in a, in a uh, liquor store, you have free choice not to drink, but it's not going to work because that person is addicted. And we're addicted to all these things and it's really time for a wake-up call. Yes, and and I love some of the uh, some of the examples. I mean, it's not just you know drugs and alcohol, but um, some of the ones you mentioned. But also addicted to celebrity, to sex, to crime, to incarceration, to procreation, uh, cleanliness, war. I mean, you know, these are things that we don't typically think of, and yet they're absolutely true. Yeah, take a look at cleanliness. We have been sold a bill of goods. And we're destroying our environment in the process with all these harsh chemicals that we're bringing into our home and putting on our bodies. And women are suffering more than anyone. Uh, the average American woman puts um, more than 120 different ingredients in on her body. The skin is the largest organ in the body and uses more than 120 ingredients every day on her body. She has no idea what these ingredients are, how they interact with each other, what the long-term impact is. And she's assuming somebody up there is watching out for her and checking these things. But think about it. When's the last time the U.S. government outlawed a chemical? So um, the fact is that a lot of the chemicals that are still in use in the United States have been banned in the European Union. So we are, some believe, 
we are becoming America's becoming a toxic dumping ground for for all sorts of chemicals that that uh, other parts of the world decided they don't want to use anymore. And these chemicals, once they go into our bodies, they don't just stay there; they go into the ecosystem. The same thing with all these crazy household cleaning products. We have uh, cleaning products like um, uh, anti-bacterials uh, that were designed for surgical use that we're now using on our k- kitchen counters because we're constantly bombarded with these ads, these commercials that tell us, oh, we're not clean unless everything looks like it's a surgical operating room. And actually, kids are developing asthma, and they're not developing resistances to antibiotics because we're killing the good germs along with the bad germs. None of that is necessary. Zero. Soap and water kills 99% of all household germs. You do not need any of it. You can clean your entire house with vinegar and water or soap and water, or one of those old-fashioned hippie formulas like Dr. Bonner's, which are in all the health food stores, and you can use it on everything. You can use it on your body. You can use it in the bathroom. You can use it in the kitchen. You can use it everywhere. So we're buying all these unnecessary products that are often tested on animals. Uh, It says new and improved. Um, I say don't buy anything that says new and improved. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's um, a manipulation tool to get you to buy stuff that you don't need that is destroying um, the environment and and is um, really really um, unnecessary. Yes, and of course, you know the the sad thing, and of course you go into this to some degree. Um, how, or you imply it at least? How um, so much of this? Well, has to do with uh, not wanting, having to do with escaping from what's really going on in the world. I mean, not having to uh, face some of the scary things going on in our world. So we get all of these addictions and try to, you know, escape into our technology or escape into all these yeah. other things that you mentioned. Exactly. Because um, being fully present and recognizing that, you know, we're in danger in the world um, and, you know, that, well, like now, for example, of course, a great one, isn't it, you know, the, uh, the, of course, the terrible tragedies that happened in Japan and no one is talking about, or at least I haven't um, uh, been hearing about it, how, you know, the, the impact, the psychological impact of knowing that the radiation that all the experts tell us we don't have to worry about is heading uh, into the ocean and into our shores. Uh, yeah, we've got some problems. And don't count on the government to solve our problems for us. Uh, I talk about in Attic Nation, I talk about the pushers. And the pushers are not just big, giant, multinational corporations that are becoming fabulously wealthy off of our dysfunction, but also the U.S. government, which creates a lot of the problems. Um, let's face it, we could all be driving electric cars by now, but they killed the electric car back in the 90s. So um, all of this... Um, all of these energy energy problems, whether it's the Gulf oil spill, the violence in the yeah. Middle East, uh, the uh, um, tsunami and then the resultant um, partial meltdowns of the nuclear facilities in Japan, the commonality they have all is that they're, that they're energy. And we could really have switched. If we had taken all the money we spent on all those wars and put it into switching to solar power, we wouldn't be so invested in the Middle East right now. Um, And we would have uh, energy independence. But the short-term thinkers in the um, boardrooms of our um, businesses and in the halls of government, uh, they didn't didn't allow that to happen. Uh, And they're doing it again. Uh, 
the the um, Asian countries, uh, China in particular, is, is least and bounds ahead of us now in solar power. They're, they see the future, and they're, and they're going for it. And we still don't learn our lesson. Because why? Addicts, all they care about is the next hit. They don't engage in long-term thinking. When I was in my disease of alcoholism, all I cared about was the next drink. I wasn't thinking about the long-term problems, oh, those bills piling up, or um, any of the other problems that are still going to be there when the alcohol wears off and the hangover sets in. So you can see our addictive patterns in how we're conducting our policy. Um, Addict Nation, my book, shows that our entire culture is in the throes of addiction and addictive behavior. It's an addictogenic culture. Uh, We are completely obsessed with instant gratification. Like all addicts, we have the most intense entitlement. Anything we desire for pleasure, we feel that we deserve and need. And it doesn't matter what wreckage we create. Addicts always create wreckage. We can see it with a junkie on the street corner, but we can't see it ourselves. Look at factory farming and the obesity crisis. Look at the wreckage that the obesity crisis, which is really plain and simple food addiction, has created. Ten billion farm animals raised and killed for food in the United States every year. Billion with a B. These animals, some of them have higher IQs than dogs, pigs. They're kept in gestation crates the size of their bodies, never able to turn around. They become psychotic. Um, The institutionalized cruelty in factory farming is enough. You can't even watch five seconds of it. We try to show it on our show issues, but we can only show literally two or three seconds. It's that horrific birds de-beaked, their toes are cut off, and tails are docked without anesthesia, horns are pulled out without anesthesia. These these are treated like they have no feelings, but yet these are animals that that experience fear and loneliness and dream. And um, yes, they dream. They have dreams. Just like your dog dreams, these animals dream. They they experience the horror of having their children pulled away from them the moment they're born and stuck in a crate. And that's the wreckage that addiction to meat and dairy is creating because the obesity crisis is absolutely parallel with the rise of fast food, and fast food is simply uh, an emphasis on meat and dairy and yes. sugar. And, and, of course, you know, the it, this is a self-perpetuating downward spiral because the more uh, we, we get caught up in all of these different addictions, which seem to be multiplying, um, the more, you know, like you were giving the example of the bills, the more the bills pile up, or in other words, the more the things that we're trying to hide from um, get worse because we're not there to do anything about it. We're not really thinking about it or emotionally there, and we're not able to fix those things. Exactly. And, and what we learn in recovery is to sit through the feelings. Sit through the feelings. They don't last forever. It doesn't matter what, um, it's like addicts are all driving different cars, but they're, they're all headed to the same destination, oblivion. It doesn't matter whether your drug is food, whether your drug's alcohol, whether your drug's prescription pills or porn or gambling. It's all about escaping unpleasant feelings and, and not having the courage to sit through them and experience them. I, I remember when I drank, I didn't cry because I would just down whatever was going on with alcohol. Now I sit through the feelings. I cry. I cried last night. People cry. That's why human beings have tears. And we're all very grateful that you do and that you're trying to warn us about all of this because it's really getting to be, it's gotten way past the the breaking point. And this is if we all have to do something about our own addictions 
because uh, because we're hiding, you know, the things that we're hiding from keep piling up. Well, so I'd Jane, like to I know you have to go, uh, go to your own shows. Um, uh, Dr. Carol, thank you I very much, this. though, for joining me on Dr. Carol's Couch. That's Jane Velez Mitchell. Her book is Addict Nation. I'll talk a little more about it for the rest of the hour. Um, there's so much to talk about in regard to this. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. This is such an important topic. Uh, thank you, Doctor. And, and I just have to say, this is not a doom and gloom book. There is freedom that comes with getting these, um, freeing yourself of these addictions. And there are the promises. You can be happy, joyous, and free, save money, lose weight. Really, there are so many benefits to getting rid of the addiction in your life. Absolutely. And, of course, you're the prime example. <laughs> Look at <laughs> well, you. This week, anyway. All right. Have a great one. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Explore the power and beauty in yourself and in others. Tune in to The Stacey Stern Show, enriching you. Every week, Stacey Stern will connect you with men and women who are living and working from a place of passion. Stacey's guests include successful authors, filmmakers, actors, experts, and leaders. You'll hear what inspires each of them, and you'll be turned on to great films, books, and new media. Tune in to The Stacey Stern Show, enriching you, Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. 
We've been talking with Jane Velez Mitchell about her new book called Addict Nation, an Intervention for America. Um, this is an incredible book. It's, it, it, you know, it really calls us out. Uh, it doesn't, uh, you know, it's not just about alcohol and drugs or, you know, looking at that as an addiction, but um, so many things that we don't want to admit are addictions. Um, for example, well, before I go into some examples, I want to talk in general psychological terms, um, where does addiction come from, any of these addictions? It comes from emptiness and escape, the two E's. Um, it comes from a feeling of emptiness inside that um, it starts in childhood, starts with our, we're not getting our needs met completely in childhood, um, not getting enough love and attention, not getting enough not literally getting enough uh, needs met, you know, not getting fed when we're hungry and so on. And and escape, we talked a little bit about that, about, you know, wanting to escape things that are going on in our personal life, in our the, the life of our city, the life of our country, the life of the world. Um, yes, there are lots of things that, uh, you know, when you get up in the morning and you get in your car and you drive to work, it's enough to make you want to turn around and hide under the covers because they're, you know, of course, the news... Um, does have a lot of things that 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 we want to escape, you know, that we don't want to think about. Whether it's as I was mentioning the um, the radiation in Japan uh, or the, even earthquakes. I mean, you know, we in California, for example, I mean, it could be anywhere, but certainly being in California, when when you hear about all of these devastating earthquakes and aftershocks uh, that are still continuing, of course you think, wow, that could happen here. It could actually happen anywhere. Um, so, you know, do we want to escape from, from thinking about those kinds of things? Absolutely. Um, looking at some of the things that Jane writes about in her book, Addicted to Consumption, of course, that's, um, you know, I, some years ago, actually was in the, I think it was in the late 80s, um, I defined compulsive shopping because I had been, I had been referred a number of people with eating disorders from the UCLA clinics. Um, and as I would be treating them and sort of curing them or uh, getting them to into recovery, shall we say, um, with their eating disorders, um, they would then they then started to develop another disorder, and that was uh, shopping, compulsive shopping, shopping addiction. And they instead of on their lunch hours they're going and overeating, they would go and overshop. You know, they'd go and buy things that they had absolutely no need for and uh, or buy too many of, of one thing that they had need for. Um, and so, you know, that's where now we uh, we um, are, are used to the idea of that someone is a shopaholic. So then, of course, addicted to pharmaceuticals, that's become an increasing problem. Um, you know, there are lots of people who, an increasing number of people who have real pain, but there's also an increasing number who are turning to painkillers uh, to, to kill the emotional pain that people have inside. Uh, addicted to, to technology, you know, that doesn't even, doesn't even need a description because we all know we are way too addicted to our computers, our our iPad, our iPod, our, you know, it, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, every, every couple of months there's some new, some new uh, technological gadget and then there's the compulsion 
that to buy the new one. You know, if you have uh, whatever generation you have of, of some uh, technological gadget, you, you feel compelled, some people feel compelled, too many people feel compelled to go buy the latest version of it. And, you know, it is so, um, I'm sure you've all had the experience of being somewhere where, um, you know, in a meeting or in a restaurant or, and somebody, of course you have people around you whose cell phone uh, ring or who, um, you know, are, are consulting their um, their iPhone all the time, writing things, sending texts. I mean, it's like it's like nobody is living in the present moment. Everyone has to be distracted by by something else. You know, of course, it is an escape. Addiction is an escape, and so um, there are all these distractions. Dick Jane mentions in her book, Addiction to Celebrity. Well, that goes kind of without saying too, because. Uh, well, except for the fact that we are, have become more and more addicted to that. Um, you know, we, we can, so many of us can tell you what's going on in, in Charlie Sheen's life, for example. Uh, now, a book could be written and probably will be written about Charlie Sheen alone. Talk about an addict. He's a sex addict. Uh, he was addicted to drugs, addicted to alcohol. Um, you know, he's addicted to celebrity, addicted to attention, uh, go, to going around the country doing these these one-man shows, or sometimes he has someone else on the stage too, but basically he's really just making a fool out of himself, and it is so pathetic. What he really needs is for somebody who loves him, like I don't know where his father is in all of this. His father went to another country in the midst of all of this. I don't even know if he's back now. He may be, but nobody is, is taking Charlie where he really needs to go, which is to the nearest psychiatric emergency room. He needs to be in a psychiatric hospital. The drugs that he's taken, uh, the alcohol that he's taken have, have had an impact on his brain and, um, you know, probably has brought out an underlying, and I, I've never examined Charlie Sheen, let me say that for starters. Um, I don't know personally, it's only what, I'm, what I've been able to observe through the media um, and read about and so on. But it seems to me that the most likely uh, scenario is that his, his years of abuse of drugs and alcohol and, and seemingly increased abuse in recent times has um, triggered an underlying uh, manic depressive disorder. At least those are the symptoms that he's having uh, of manic depressive disease. He, you know, he's taken, if one can believe, the uh, drug test that, the, that he's taken on camera and so on, um, that they have shown, you know, and I, I don't, can't vouch for their reliability, but it seems like, um, I mean, he took one on camera that I saw. Um, it seems like, indeed, he he does not have any toxic drugs in his system. So, um, so that would lead one to believe that this is coming just from him, from his psyche. And and obviously, uh, what he needs is to be in a psychiatric hospital, and he needs to, um, assuming that that in fact he is clean, then he of everything not just things that might show up in a drug screen. Um, he needs to be evaluated and he needs to, uh, to, you know, his whole history needs to be looked at and examined very carefully and um, he needs to be put on the proper medication. It's kind of been very interesting at times 
he has appeared to be much saner. There was an, an, inter- an interview on, um, I think it was Good Morning America, where he was incredibly put together, and then uh, before and after, he wasn't. So that would speak to the fact that he took some medication just for that time. It's very, you know, it's difficult to, to assess from afar. But one thing I can say for sure is that he does need to be hospitalized and evaluated and given the proper treatment because it's really sad how he is putting himself on display and kind of making a pathetic spectacle of himself. And, of course, the media is indulging him in this. Um, also in James' book, she talks about addicted to sex. Well, Charlie Sheen is a great example of that, um, you know, with his, with his need for uh, porn um, actresses to be around him and to have them as nannies for his children, which, you know, <laughs> of course shows poor judgment. Um, and um, addicted to, to crime addicted to, to incarceration. I mean, there are people who, um, well, first of all, I, what I love, Jane includes in her book the addiction to violent entertainment. Um, watching violence propagates violence. And, of course, I've been saying this for years. And um, pretend violence is real violence. It's absolutely true. When you have a television going or a video going or a video game going in your living room, or your child's bedroom, for example, um, that violence is real. You know, it may be actors, but it is in your living room, and it is real. And it still has the same effect um, on causing people to become desensitized to violence, to become afraid um, of, of violence being more um, pronounced in the world than it actually is. And, of course, of becoming more aggressive the more violence one consumes. Now, I've been talking about that, especially recently, because my comments about media violence, um, video game violence in particular, has uh, gotten my book, Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets, video bombed on Amazon, video bombed, I mean Amazon bombed, by video gamers who are trying to prove that, in fact, um, Video games don't make them more violent, but if you read the negative reviews that they bombed, get that violence bombed, my Amazon page with, um, there's no, it's not very, doesn't make a very convincing argument for how video games don't cause people to become more violent because they're rather violent uh, reviews, violent language that of course has nothing to do with bad girls because um, bad girls is a relationship self-help book, nothing to do with video games. Um, addicted to procreation, actually, Jane has a, I noticed that uh, Jane quotes me in this book um, in talking about people becoming addicted to procreation, one pregnancy after another. And she wrote, if the root cause of the psychological or emotional problem is not addressed, the pro- uh, We'll talk about procreation. We'll have to we'll continue with procreation after the break. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. Uh, I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking about Addict Nation, a great new book by Jane Velez Mitchell. It's an intervention for America, and we certainly, when you read this, you realize, and when you think about it, you certainly realize that America does need an intervention. 
So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Okay. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ah, life is good. We don't need to worry about anything. We've got a rock-solid government to make sure all is well. Our dollar and financial future are strong, and everything is going to be okay. Think again. We're in a financial crisis, and our government and financial systems are failing. You need to prepare and protect yourself and your family. Tune in to The McHale Report with Karen McHale. Our program will tell you exactly what needs to be done right now. Listen every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And get set. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you about Jane Velez Mitchell's new book, Addict Nation, An Intervention for America. And boy, does our country need it. Do all of us need it? There is, I bet you that, you know, there is not one, <laughs> well, if you're honest with yourself, uh, one of these addictions, at least one of these addictions, apply to you. Um, you know, it, we're not talking about uh, uh, just drugs and alcohol here. We're talking about lots of different addictions that you might well not have thought about in terms of being an addiction. Um, before the break, I was starting to talk about procreation. And um, I, I, this, this book is so great because, you know, as Jane was saying, it's not a downer. The way she describes some of these things, first of all, they, they're eye-opening, you know, the statistics and things that um, or just thoughts, ideas about when you, they make, it makes you think about things in a different way than you ever had. 
Um, so, for example, procreation even. Um, she talks about... One second here. Um, some of the reasons why... Some of the reasons why people procreate, other than um, because they want uh, to make a child out of love. So, for example, to get a sense of purpose and identity, to ease loneliness and isolation, to assuage feelings of abandonment, to compensate for insecurity, self-consciousness, and social anxiety through a cute sidekick accessory, and so on. There's a whole list of things. And... uh, the paragraph where um, Jane quotes me is, if the root cause of the psychological or emotional problem is not addressed, the procreation addict will seek another kid fix as the first child grows up and becomes independent. Says Beverly Hills psychiatrist, Dr. Carol Lieberman, quote, the mom may feel abandoned and act quickly to fill the void again with a new baby who will rely upon her and her partner and define their lives. So, you know, if you think about it, um, I'm not sure if maybe this applies to you, maybe it applies to people that you know, but there certainly we all know someone who, uh, who, can, who seems to uh, always want to be pregnant. Um, of course, addicted to food, um, you know, yes, that's a, <laughs> that's a biggie, literally. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure, um, have you heard recently, there was something in the news fairly recently about how McDonald's is having this big um, day in which they're going to be hiring 50,000 people. Now, at first, you think, wow, that's great. You know, we have an unemployment crisis. That's great. McDonald's is going to hire 50,000 people. That's 50,000 people who will be able to make a living somewhat. <laughs> But then think about it. What does that mean? That means McDonald's is opening up that many more stores. I mean, like there aren't enough of them all over the place. Um, And, you know, not to just pick on McDonald's, but it's fast food. And it's food, I mean, you know, you have, you go there and you have um, a Big Mac and then you have a Big Shake and then, you know, you supersize me, that great movie. But then, you know, so how many people walk away with a Big Mac a big uh, side order of French fries, and then a big milkshake. I mean, that's like enough calories for a week, <laughs> not to mention, you know, all the other, the fat and everything else that goes with it. And it's not just McDonald's. I'm just picking McDonald's because, as I was saying, I, you know, there was that they're hiring uh, the 50,000 new people. I mean, that's, that's very scary. That means uh, so many more people will be going to all these new McDonald's and, and eating uh, and being addicted to food and, and eating things, getting fatter, and eating things that are going to make them unhealthier, which means that the medical bills are going to go up, which means that, you know, that adds to the crisis, um, the financial crisis that we're in, and, and just, you know, and just we don't really, it's not good for people in our country to be getting sick. I mean, that loses, uh, it's not just medical bills, but it loses productivity and so on. Um then, of course, addicted to cleanliness. Jane was talking all about that. We don't think about that. We think, you know, with all these products, the, the, the more of them or the more powerful, new and improved, the better. Um, but, in fact, a lot of these things are really not good for us. And then addicted to war, you just have to um, click on um, 
the Google News or any whatever you use to look at your news, and and another country, yet another country, um, is in crisis and having war. Um, I mean, it's it's especially recently. It's been it's been one country after the other, and of course, um, I've been saying for years that that um, part of this, at least has to do with the propagation of violent media all over the globe. There have been studies that showed that um, in countries, you know, these, were, these studies were done um, not so recently, you know, when, when, when more countries didn't have television, um, but when there would be media such as television introduced in countries that hadn't had it before, and then they measured the level of violence in these countries, the level went up as soon as television was introduced. I mean, there have been tons of studies like that. And so um, it's not just television now, of course. It's, you know, all kinds of violent media. I mean, it's the Internet. It's video games. Um, it's people playing violent games over the Internet. I mean, now you can have a war. <laughs> you could have, I mean, I'm laughing, but it's really, <laughs> it's really uh, incredibly tragic. Now you can play war with people all over the world, except that it's not harmless. Um, you think that dropping bombs on the Internet, you know, in video game-type scenarios uh, is harmless and just fun or whatever, but um, really it just makes us that much more desensitized to dropping real bombs in real countries on real people uh, later on. Or, you know, and it's not even so later, it's happening now. So all of this is to say that... Um, that the more addicted, I mean, the more addicted we've become, the worse the world situation has gotten, the more addicted we become because we don't want to face all the terrible things that are going on in the world. And where, where is it going to end? And let's talk about, you know, one of the things um, we need to talk about also, well, it was under the addicted to sex chapter, um, kitty porn. I mean, it's not just people going to prostitutes. Um, it's it's that there seems to be, you know, every every other week you hear about a principal or a a um, uh, a principal or a teacher or a, you know somebody in your or a priest or a, you know somebody in the community who you sort of um, assume um, is an upstanding person, and you then hear about. Um, them being arrested or sheriff. We've had that in LA. You know, people in law enforcement being addicted, being arrested um, for for kitty porn. I, I, it's just become so out of control that even people who um, who would never have thought of doing that in the past. And of course, the internet has made this all much more accessible um, to everyone. You know, of course. And then, of course, then there are the people, the teen, young girls, preteen and teenage girls, who get um, who get tricked over the internet, um, seduced over the internet, by thinking that they're going to meet some 18-year-old cute guy, and in fact, it turns out to be a dirty old man who then rapes them. Um, I mean, these things used to be shocking. And yes, we still hear about them in the news, but there are many that we don't, we can't even hear about all of them, but it's just going on all over the place in places that never went on before and to people who, were, who never indulged in these things before. And um, it is, 
we're just spinning out of control and really need to um, to uh, <laughs> to understand where this is going because it's really heading in a not in a terrible direction and we need to sort of uh, get sober from all of these addictions ASAP which is why um, which is why there's this book by Jane Velez Mitchell uh, addict nation so um, where 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 can we go from where can we go from here um, well where we need to go from here is a break and when we come back we'll talk more about it and, and what we need to do about this so stay tuned you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch and I'm your psychiatrist host Dr. Carol Lieberman Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. 
talking with you today about Jane Velez Mitchell's um, new book uh, called Addict Nation, An Intervention for America. She wrote it with Sandra Moore. I should mention that, too. Of course, Jane Velez Mitchell is the host of uh, headline, the headline news show, Issues with Jane Velez Mitchell. And um, I want to read you one of my favorite paragraphs from this book, uh, because this is something that I <laughs> believe so strongly in. Um, she calls it, Addicts Live in a Paint-by-Numbers Universe. And um, as, you'll, as, you know, as I've been talking about, um, we all kind of fit into one of these categories. If you're honest with yourself, you'll admit that. We're not just talking about alcohol and drugs. So addicts. So when it says when she wrote addicts, you know we can pretty much all relate to this. Addicts live in a paint by numbers universe. Powerful interests draw the outlines of our lives and then convince us that freedom is being allowed to choose the color paint we want to use to fill in the blanks. By moving in uncritical lockstep with narrow social norms, we are robbing ourselves of our uniqueness. No two human beings look exactly alike. No two human beings should try to live exactly alike. But we do. From childhood on, we yearn to conform so we can be accepted and liked. It doesn't work. It usually just makes us miserable. The people who are most charismatic are those who break the mold and allow themselves to be what nature intended and original. It's time we each start writing our own stories. America became a world power because of rugged individualism, not blind conformity. Freedom from cultural addiction means personal liberation, mentally, emotionally, physically, and financially. It means being your own person. You know, that's so true. This happens from the time that we start kindergarten or pre-kindergarten that um, we're given the literally and, and certainly fig- figuratively we're given the message that um, we need to color within the lines or paint within the lines. And yes, we can pick what color we, we put within those lines, but really we should be picking the lines to begin with. We should be picking the lines that we want to design our life with, not just going between the lines that society says that we have to fit into. And of course, uh, the mold that society says we have to fit into. And of course, that's part of um, what makes some people turn to addiction, wants to um, makes people turn to escaping because, um, you know, if we feel that we're different in one way or another, uh, it makes us want, you know, we, we feel ashamed, we feel bad, we feel like we're not acceptable and so on. And that's one of the things that um, helps us turn to addiction, you know, convinces us encourages us to escape into various addictions. So so Jane talks about how, you know, um, again, like following the 12 steps um, for any addiction, the first step is admitting that there is a problem. And um, there's no doubt that, um, that we, we do as a country I have a problem. I mean, you know, I was talking about McDonald's, but look at, and I don't mean to pick out any one company because there's there's In-N-Out Burger, there's uh, there's Wendy's, there's uh, <laughs> Fat Burger, and wherever else you live, there are various fast food places. It's not just McDonald's. I'm not picking on McDonald's. Um, but, you know, we also have springing, uh, springing up 
um, Starbucks and those kinds of places. I was in London recently, as those of you who have been listening to recent shows know, I was there to uh, bid on Kate Middleton's dress because of how it illustrates my book, uh, Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. Kate is a quintessential example of a good girl who used bad girl secrets to catch her prince, her literal, literal prince. And lo and behold, and I haven't been to London in a while, and um, lo and behold, I was amazed to find there is a Starbucks, maybe not on every corner, but suffice it to say that I didn't have to walk far before finding another one. I mean, you know, I remember... Um, you know, over the years going to Europe like and, and various places around the globe, seeing, again, it's not to pick on McDonald's, but seeing like fast food places, pizza places, Domino's, um, all the, you know, this is, and it always used to bother me and it still does and, and I was reminded again now that I saw Starbucks all over the place. Um, and yes, <laughs> I go to Starbucks myself quite frequently. Um, there was, um, you know, it, it kind of, it kind of, makes me feel bad that this is what America is exporting. I mean, besides, of course, all the violent violent media, violent movies and television programs and video games and so on, we're also exporting uh, fast food places so that we can help get the whole world fat, not just America. <laughs> we really, you know, the bottom line to all of this is that this, we really have to first, as Jane writes, we have to admit we have a problem. That is the first step. We have to look at these things, um, these different addictions that we don't think about necessarily, or we didn't um, think about as addictions, and admit to ourselves that um, that we are doing this to escape, doing this to try to fill up an emptiness with these with these um, substances or these actions, um, these habits, these behaviors, you know, we're trying to fill up an emptiness inside that is quite deep that is there because we're not filling it up with love, with relationships, with friendships, with um, taking care of people in our lives, volunteering for various organizations, taking care of people who are less fortunate, uh, and, of course, these days you don't have to look very far to find that. Um, and that's really what is much more satisfying than um, anything we can put in our mouths or, or any behaviors we can indulge in. And that's, that's the uh, sobriety that we need to achieve instead of all of these um, other addictions. And uh, because, really, you know, if we don't wake up, and smell the coffee, <laughs> we're going to be uh, continuing to get into a worse situation because those, those bills, those things that need to be paid, those things that we need to pay attention to, I don't mean just literally bills, I mean all the things that in our lives that we're trying to escape, um, the things we have to pay attention to are just piling up while we're escaping into, into these various addictions. So again, I recommend heartily this book to you. It's, it's written in an incredibly, you know, great style. It's, it's not a downer, and it gives you solutions and makes you want to look at yourself and, and uh, acknowledge the problem for starters. The book, again, is called Addict Nation, an Intervention for America by Jane Velez Mitchell. 
You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.